Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Chapter 4 is all about a vision John had of the throne room of heaven. Now, the central feature of this vision is, of course, the person sitting on the throne. And in this case, it's not Jesus. But as we read in chapter 3, the prior chapter, Jesus was given the authority to sit on the throne of his father. So the throne is now representing the Ancient of Days, the father of Jesus sitting there. But it's also the place of authority that uh, Jesus rules and reigns from. Whether a separate throne or the same, it's irrelevant. But I want to just tell you briefly about the throne imagery in Scripture. You see, thrones meant much more than a chair for a king. In the context of Scripture, a throne was always an elevated seat. It was indeed used by kings, but it was also used by judges. It was used by the high priest. And the throne was a symbol of power, dignity, and authority. And so the throne room of heaven, this is the central place of God's power and authority. That's what's represented in John's vision. And so this uh, this throne room vision is awesome. Uh, several other men saw this in Scripture. I think specifically of Ezekiel and Isaiah, Daniel as well, saw this throne room, uh, various aspects of it. And I'll mention that. But let's read now Revelation chapter 4. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had the face of a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne— and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. In verse 1, John said, I looked... And there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And so this door was alluded to in chapter 3. Now, this door in heaven 
is a place of divine interaction between God and man. And so the point of access, the point of interaction, is now open. And then a voice spoke to John and uh, said, Come up here, and I will show you the things that must take place. And so it says uh, that John was at once in the Spirit. This idea of being in the Holy Spirit, he was transcended somehow. Whether he physically was caught up or spiritually caught up is irrelevant. But all of a sudden, he was standing in the throne room of God. He writes, There before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And as I mentioned previously, we believe this to be God the Father, but it's irrelevant which person of the Godhead was sitting there because the lines between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit become blurred in that they are indeed one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in three persons. And so the throne was set in place and someone's sitting on it. The one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. And John writes, a rainbow shone like an emerald encircling the throne. Now, this image we've heard of before, a rainbow is mentioned in Ezekiel 128. Ezekiel wrote of the throne that he saw, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. So this rainbow, this has given us a key of what we can look for in the throne room of heaven. Around the one who sits on the throne is a rainbow. Next, we read in verse 4, surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. Now, this is interesting. We have 24 other supernatural beings in heaven. These could be angelic beings. Uh, They could be redeemed human beings. The text doesn't tell us who these elders are, these 24 elders. There's a, a number of different thoughts. It's been put forward that this may be related to the writer's of the 24 Jewish books in the Hebrew canon, their scripture is divided into 24 uh, different writers, different sections by different writers. So this 24 has been said perhaps to represent them, or 12 representing the 12 tribes of Israel and 12 representing the 12 apostles, because Jesus um, said to his apostles in Matthew 19, 28, that at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So some have postulated that these 24 elders are the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles. The truth is, we don't know. But they're not God, and yet they're supernatural beings, whether they're angelic beings or whatever they are, they're created beings. But note that they have thrones, these places of authority, uh, in proximity to the throne of the Almighty. Now, friends, this is um, alluded to at various places in the Scripture. There's much more that I can go into in this context. But this idea of thrones is mentioned various times in the Scriptures. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, Daniel wrote, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. So, once again, God the Father had a throne, and there were other thrones set in place. Later, in Revelation 20, verse 4, John will write, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And so there are positions of authority that remain before us. For these elders, yes. For some of us, perhaps, positions of authority. Jesus spoke about those who overcome. He would give the right to sit with him on his throne. And so Jesus' throne room, the throne room of Yahweh, God the Father, has imagery that's familiar from the Old Covenant. In verse 5 in Revelation 4, we read, 
From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumbles and peals of thunder. Now, this was imagery that was familiar. Remember at Mount Sinai in Exodus 19, the Lord descended on Mount Sinai with lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. And um, there was fire, the image of fire. This goes on in verse 5 in John's writing in Revelation 4, that there were seven lamps blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. And so the Spirit of the Almighty descended on Exodus, our own Mount Sinai in Exodus, and this imagery would have brought that back to mind. Then John saw in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. This, once again, was the real as opposed to what the bronze sea or the labor had represented. Remember, the Lord told Moses to create these things just as what he had seen in heaven, and this sea of glass was the real. The bronze sea uh, was the facsimile made as a copy of the sea of glass that's before the throne of God. Next, John saw living creatures. He said, in the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, and the third had the face of a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, where have we heard this imagery before? Well, Ezekiel had a similar vision. But he had a vision of composite creatures uh, that had four faces. John had a vision of four separate creatures with four different faces. Ezekiel saw four faces on one individual being. In Ezekiel 10:14, we read, Each of the cherubim had four faces. One face was that of a cherub, the second the face of a human, the third was the face of a lion, and the fourth was the face of an eagle. And so the face of the lion, the face of the human, the face of the eagle is the same, but in John's vision, it's the face of an ox versus the face of a cherub in Ezekiel's. It's interesting. There's a difference, also another difference in these creatures. In Ezekiel, he saw this being with four wings. John saw the living creatures with six wings. And John saw the living creatures with eyes all around. It's fascinating. We don't know what's uh, what's up there, what's out there in the created order outside of mankind, but these these beings exist. In verse 8, John also writes that these living creatures day and night never stop saying, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now this holy, 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 we've heard before too. In Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah saw seraphim, each with six wings, and they were flying above the throne of God, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. So this, too, was imagery that was familiar and yet different. Isaiah called his seraphim. Uh, Ezekiel called his cherubim. John called his beings living creatures. We'll find out when we get there, friends, if these were uh, similar or different orders of beings. But these living creatures proclaim the holiness of God. Holy, holy, holy means holiest is the Lord our God. And ultimately, all of these beings fall down before the Lord and submit their crowns to the one who sits on the throne. The crowns represent realms of authority. So the beings and each of us as redeemed individuals will one day submit our respective realms of authority before the one who sits on the throne. Yes, Father, God, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The crowns represent the authority that had been given to us, and we submit our authority to Him. We do that now in the days of our flesh, and we'll ultimately do it in the throne room of God. Lord, we pray that we would use whatever authority we've been given 
in submission to the living God who sits on the throne. To the Lamb, we cry, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, who was, and who is to come. Lord, we recognize that there are many things beyond our understandings in this passage, but this much we know. Our authority is submitted to your authority for your glory. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.